Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood. With me, as always, is Brooks Whelan. Yes. And Matt Kirshen. Hello. And we're going to bring you your week in half-assed science. You give us an hour, we'll give you a week's worth of underinformed science stories. And uh, we have a very special guest this week. This is a first for us. He, uh, you've seen him on the likes of Chelsea Lately, After Lately. A third show. It's uh, called Are You That Chelsea? It's on NBC Are on you Wednesday that? nights, at least for another week. <laughs> <laughs> for the time being, the very funny Chris Frangiola. Chris Frangiola. Thank you all for having me. I love science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, living it. Yeah, you, what, what is your science background? Do you have a... Uh, none. Zero. I, I, know what a, I, I think I, the last, I know what a beaker is. Ooh, okay. Is that, the is that a Bunsen burner? Is that science? Kind of science. Yeah. Science. 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 Yeah. Okay, that's about as good as it gets. What, were you a physics? Did you like physics or chemistry better in high school? I didn't. I don't think I had either one. What? Yeah, I don't. Went to, I didn't go to the same high school you guys went to. I don't think we had <laughs> physics or chemistry. We dissected a frog once. That's about as much as I remember. That's biology. Is that biology? That's yeah, it'd be biology. Some kind of but it, I was in the the same room that that said science outside the room. <laughs> yeah, you took science. Your yeah. room says science. You're Your class science. was yeah. called science. Science. Yeah. What do you got? Um, did you did you uh, so you went? To, I know you went to high school in upstate New York. No, Long Island. Long Island. Yes. Connecticut High School. Yes, pretty, pretty prestigious. Did you uh, did you like did you graduate from there and say um, enough of academia or did you go on to college? I graduated from there. Comedy? I said enough of academia. I was accepted to NYU uh, on a uh, acting scholarship. Wow. Yeah, the Tisch School of the Arts. This is not very scientific. And then I uh, I chose not to do that. And I became an electrician in New York City in the local three IBW International Brother Electric Workers. Okay, that well, is science. Yeah. Well, that's that definitely yeah. science. That uh, definitely makes it, you more adept at things yeah. scientific so, than I am. <laughs> not really. I mean, I just like put up ceiling fans and stuff in, uh, <laughs> in people's apartments, and then I said screw that, and I came to Hollywood, and I became an international superstar. So here we are. <laughs> that is a yeah. you know real rags to riches. Yeah, story. very exactly. quick rags to riches story. Rags yeah, yeah. to mediocre. Uh, Rags, rags to, to better rags. Yeah. Television program, <laughs> right? Rags to brand name. So, rags. what do you guys do here? You just talk science. We just talk science. Usually, it's with just uh, a friend that we found like that today. That's where like, Ooh, you want to be on our podcast real quick? So you're the <laughs> right. first person that we've ever actually like planned ahead. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is exciting. Um, well, uh, I was I was I was actually booked last week, and I was bu- Andy bumped me for bumped. whoever somebody else you know, came sometimes along. Sometimes things come up. Yeah. What happened? Last Todd week? Glass showed what, up. Or something. Uh, what happened? <laughs> Maybe it was just a matter of location. It definitely wasn't Todd. Yeah. Um, I, I think we just couldn't do the day that we were meant to record on. Right. I think that's what. Oh, it was. is that what it was? Oh because yeah. Here's no. Here's what it was. We were gonna we were gonna do a day, and we we're like, hey Matt, are you? This was on Monday, like at like five p.m. Like Matt, are you around Tuesday to record? He's like, oh, I'm actually leaving the country. Oh, in an right. hour we've got to record right now. No, I was going to I was going to Michigan. I wasn't leaving the country. Where you went in Michigan, you might as well leave the country. Yeah. Right. One of the three of us has has a career that's going better than the other two. I think it's safe to say it. His his schedule that's, uh, dictates. Well, that's too bad because I crammed really hard on science last <laughs> week, and I've forgotten everything that I th- remember. Well, so. blame Matt. That's all right. I hope whatever you did in, uh, in Michigan was important. I I told jokes at, at the people of Grand Rapids. Now, Grand, I've, I've played Grand Rapids. Where did right. you play in Grand Rapids? Um, well, it was the festival, the Laugh Fest. Oh, the Laugh Fest. Is that the one Mo- Michael Moore goes to? He puts one on no, in that's Traverse, a, City. Traverse City. Yeah, that's a different one. Traverse City, Michigan. How'd it go for you? It was cool. It was fun. And, you know, was, I like a festival. I like hanging out. Yeah. That's, my, that's my home state. That's Michigan. They're my people. Right. Are you a Michigan it's guy? Ann Arbor, yeah. Oh, really? That's my group. And yet you've 
traitorously set up a festival in a different state. I know. It's yeah, awful. didn't you? Where is your festival? Uh, in Portland. In Portland, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. What, in three, three or four weeks? It's happening three weeks from now, so by the time you hear this, it'll be probably that's two. the uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Yep, BridgetownComedy.com. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good festival, right? I, I, I hope it I've is. I've read about I it. Like I it I've is. never done it a comedy festival. You should come. I know you guys are actually booked. I know that you and Jen Kirkman can't come because you're doing Appleton with the Ch- Comedians Appleton, of Chelsea. Appleton, yeah, Wisconsin. That right, weekend. Right, right, right. But right, if it right. weren't for that, it'd be great to have you guys out there. Yeah. It's a fun time. I used to go intertubing, tubing, where you just float down a river in Appleton, Wisconsin. Is that right? Yeah. It's a beautiful area, I guess. I don't know. I only what? see it on that TV show where you see houses are much cheaper right. in other cities <laughs> yeah. than in Los Angeles. You see, you could have this in Appleton, Wisconsin for $500,000, and it's a nine-bedroom mansion. Oh, yeah, 500 right. there? Yeah. That's going to go. Um, we were actually, it was a family trip, like a right. family trip. We went to the Mall of America. Oh, that was I, part of the family I haven't trip. been there yet. And uh, then we went tubing in uh, Apple, Appleton, Wisconsin, or whatever, and um we were going down the river, and this was completely unknown to my family. Ozfest was happening. What is that? <laughs> Ozfest? Ozfest. Like Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. His oh, wow. festival was happening like, on the fairgrounds that are on the banks of the river. And my brother, so you, just, you just tubed <laughs> right past we Black Sabbath? It. Well, like, no, we tubed past the fans of Black Sabbath, oh, which is so much worse. Yeah. They and were I, bathing in the river. Yeah. <laughs> and my brother was like 16, and he brought his like 16-year-old girlfriend like on our family trip Talk or whatever. slower. Talk slower. He brought oh. his 16-year-old <laughs> girlfriend. I got uh, excited. Uh, yeah. No, okay. Mm. Um, but anyway, so there's these old creeps hanging out. That <laughs> what are like, was the 16-year-old girl wearing while she was tubing? Oh, it was totally bikini. What? That's yeah. not funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was a real skank. Um, Even better. No, she was. Uh, but um, so then all these Ozfest people are like, show us your tits. And my dad's like, she's 16, guys. <laughs> so did she show us? So she's not 15. That's legal. Oh, man. Yeah. She actually left with the Ozfest crew. Yeah. And, uh, we drove Who was home. on Ozfest that year? Was that like one of those? I bet it was Static X or something. Yeah, Static X and Pantera. Yeah. Good looking crowd. <laughs> Ozfest crowd. Beautiful people. Well manicured. But just yeah. like coming around abandoned scene, the scum of the earth. Yeah. I remember a few years ago uh kiss got their star on the hollywood walk of fame and i was a kiss i still am big kiss fan at the time and i went to watch them get their star on the hollywood walk of fame so it's like eight o'clock in the morning and kiss gets out in full you know oh yeah all that <laughs> shit which is all awful already because you got figure you got to start about 6 a.m to get that shit on i feel and like gene simmons sleeps in it probably and ace freely and that was when they oh, had like the four original guys i've right. seen a picture that someone took backstage in a music festival of one of kiss with a face makeup, but otherwise just wearing like a robe. Yes, right, Going to right, one of the yes. portable port- toilets. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Terrifying. But, a, but you know, they put their name on every type of product. Yeah. You know, there's a, but once I got there, like 10 o'clock in the morning, the rest of the crowd, not cute. Not a good looking no. crowd. And the one thing I think they don't put their name on is deodorant. I don't think <laughs> there's a kiss deodorant because the stink coming from that crowd as I was piled in and watched Gene Simmons. Some stink. of the bad sweaters in every bottle yeah. of kiss deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. The kiss fans at 10 a.m. Kiss is your favorite band growing no. up? No, no, no. Now, it's almost kind of just as a, you know, a kitschy thing now. I don't, I mean, I I get they're not great, you know, but for me in 19, whatever, 76, you know, Detroit Rock City was about the greatest song I'd ever heard. Oh, yeah. That's how I am with the Red Hot Chili Peppers now. Like, because, I mean, they're coming through, and I I, I used to love them. Right. And, like, when I was driving over here, it was, like, on K-Rock, win tickets now to uh, the Chili Peppers. And I was like, well, oh, fuck, I'll call in. If I get yeah. free tickets, I'd love to go see them. But I'm not going to buy tickets to go see no, them. No, yeah, I've actually seen the Chili Peppers by default about four different times. I've seen them, like, like opening times. for other bands and stuff. Yeah. Queens of the Stone Age always opens for them when I see them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They seem like they're kind of... 
more relevant today than than Chili Peppers would be. No, I think no. they were relevant. They had a, they had a, they moment, had a moment, but yeah, yeah. and then they, they kind of... Yeah, no, they're still opening. I saw them open for Pearl Jam. Really? I saw them play with Dave Grohl on drums and with Mark Lanigan singing with them. That was a, like a sort of pseudo-secret oh, club gig, like 400... Welcome to probably 90s music. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Grohl, Dave Grohl just plays drums for anybody, doesn't he? But he I mean, just, you know, yeah, seeing him live... playing yeah. drums for probably science next week. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that would be drummer. exciting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he he was. Asked, he lives right here. You, you could probably get him. Right? Yeah. Does he live nearby? Really? <laughs> he lives right. Yeah, like his oh, Sherman Oaks. Man. There's uh, so much I don't know about the. He um yeah. he was asked to be and uh, the drummer for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers at one time. Oh really? Right after Nirvana broke up, he played drums. Like, well, they didn't break up. Right after Kurt Cobain blew his head off. Yeah, right. Uh, like Dave Grohl was down, and then Tom Petty called him and was like, "Hey, would you come play drums for us on Saturday Night Live?" And then after that gig, he's like, "Would you want to do this full time?" And he's like, he, he had to decide between that or Foo Fighters. I think he made a good choice. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I, either way, it would have been a good choice. That's true. It'd be a fun yeah. life to also be touring with Tom Petty. In the but band. he's won like 11 Grammys. Right. Yeah. Is that the measure of, of fun of a music career, though, is the Grammys he won? Yes. I, th- I think he yes, does it, it is. right. Is it really? You know? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I The Foo Fighters are a band I don't have any problem with at all. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm okay either. with the Foo no, Fighters. No, just... I actually saw them a few months. Dave Grohl was on our show after Lately. He came and he did an episode of our show. He seems uh, awesome. He was awesome. I actually ran into him in a bar up the street in Sherman Oaks. And he came up to me. He's a fan of Chelsea lately. And I said, why don't you come do the show? So a week later, he came and was a guest on Chelsea lately. And we said, we have another show called After Lately. We'd love to have you on that. And he said, no problem. And he actually played himself. And uh, That's right. I a, saw a, a sketch. Yeah, yeah. Film with Jen. Yeah. Kind of. Jen Kirkman. Right, right. Yeah. He, she was a, a crazy fan of Dave Grohl. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, he just seems, he seems cool as shit. He's game. He he's was game great. for comedy he's stuff. Great. Right? I mean, he's like a, totally... After about the first three minutes, you forget you're hanging out with Dave Grohl. He just seems like a totally normal, fun guy. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, cool. Let's get into... Uh, let's get into science. Come let's on. Let's get into science. science. Let's rock and roll got? talk. Fucking my bad, gang. Uh, this is actually the cool... This is a cool... like. This is pretty cool. This is a cool science story. Um, <laughs> Barely science, but I like it. it no, I mean, it's, it's totally science. A, uh, a NASA... Um, a former NASA scientist, uh, Stuart David Nozette, um, was sentenced to 13 years in prison for espionage. So um, they, the FBI put put a sting on him. Is that what you would say? I guess so. They yeah. put a sting What's the verb for stinging well, somebody? Well, they, they set sure. him up. Yeah. They, they, they set him right. up. So what fraud did he commit? Okay, so he... here's what happened. Uh, Nozette, um, he pled guilty in September to providing classified information to a person he believed to be an Israeli intelligence officer that was actually an FBI agent. Um, this And Nozette was a Ph.D. in planetary sciences, sciences from MIT. And uh, he was like huge part of NASA in the late 80s, early 90s. Like he discovered um, water slash ice on the South Pole of the moon and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. And then when he left NASA... From January 2000 to February 2006, he had a nonprofit organization um, called the Alliance for Competitive Technology, and uh, the government found out that he had been fraudulent for $265,000 in like, um, reimbursement claims that he got and stuff like that, and he also owed $200,000 on taxes. So they figured all this stuff out, and then they thought the government was like, well, this guy worked for NASA for a long time. He doesn't seem like that straight shooter of a character. Um, so they they got in touch with the FBI, and the FBI set up with him. They contacted him posing as an Israeli, Israeli intelligence officer and uh, said for $10,000 in cash, could you get us give us some classified documents from NASA? And he did it. And they go, well, you're fucking going to jail. Wow. 13 years. Yeah. How much? He's going Thir- to jail for 13, 13 years. years. 
Th- over, that's a long time. Especially over only 10... Th- first of all, I can't believe a couple things about this. Like, first of all, it's sort of a Chris Hansen-style entrapment scenario where there's no risk of real breach of security. They just decided, this guy, he cheats on his taxes, so I bet he would also... If we pretended to be from a foreign country asking for secrets, yeah, did, I did, bet he would sell us secrets. Did he make any kind of overtures in general, like you know, put out a tweet? Hey, got some secrets. Any world governments? No, they, no, they, they came, just came to him because they knew him. he was corrupt as a tax evader. So they thought, I bet he'll also do this if we come to him. But I also can't believe his price was that low. That's a ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars is nothing. Yeah. To, but I, he owed money, so he was desperate. But he, yes, he owed yeah. he owed twenty times that. Like yeah, he owed five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, okay, yeah. It wow. was, was going to be a drop fifty of the times that then. So yeah, it's, but it's I would, like, hey, I owe I owe the mafia ten grand. So uh, I like I I'll like sell the, state secrets for a fiver. Anyone right, go? Right, exactly. I, I hope that it was the worst costume ever. Just like somebody put a finger. The Israeli over. guy. Yeah, he just pretended <laughs> yeah. to have a mustache <laughs> and was like, yeah. I'm an Israeli guy. I don't like some stuff. And he goes, ten grand, you got it. And I looked, actually looked up the official uh, document that was filed when they actually pressed charges, and they had a transcription of the conversation between the undercover officer and the scientist. So they had him actually explicitly say, okay, just so you know, I am from the Israeli, military, Israeli intelligence, and you're going to sell me secrets. He's like, yep, yep. And then at some point, he says, he gets cocky. He goes, I don't get recruited by Mossad, which is that agency's name, every day. I knew this day would come, by the way. And the oh undercover guy God. goes, how's that? And the guy laughs. He goes, I just had a feeling one of these days. And the guy says, really? He says, I knew you guys would show up. And he says, if, he wanted, if he wanted to be truly Israeli, he should have put on an affliction shirt and tried to sell me a moisturizing cream in a kiosk <laughs> in the mall. You know, well, curl my hair with a curling iron in one of those kiosks in the Glendale Galleria. They seem to always be Israeli. <laughs> yes. They really do, don't they? Yeah, I, th- I believe they are. I believe all those, ki- little, you know, not the regular official parts of the mall, like the Banana Republic, but the kiosks are yeah. all Israelis and Egyptians. You can't get a kiosk without showing no, paperwork that yeah. says Europe. Uh-huh. They're, born, um, born. Yeah. they're like Bodega are the, the little the little liquor store that I go to on my block uh, is run by these two Israeli people and um, a husband and wife. And I went in one day and was like, how's it going? And the guy goes, oh, the blacks. Oh yeah, they That's are. All he said to you, me. you want to meet the worst racist yeah. those guys because they don't. Really? They don't, I guess they don't comprehend racism. I, I mean, I don't they, know. well, like yeah. To him, he's like, oh, he's white. He hates blacks. Yeah, too. right. They're all like, in this together. Right? Oh, dude, right. hatred of blacks. <laughs> just give me my, just give me my tiny bottles of vodka and leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, it's like, but how yeah. much can you smile and nod through for your booze? Before I, I think like, I just I, laughed and was like, this is perfect for comedy. Yeah. Join me in my racism and I will not judge. Yeah. There were some blacks in here earlier buying tiny bottles of Cuvassier. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but well, they drink, what? people I know. Yeah. It's and grape drink. soda. <laughs> to, mi- to mix together. Yeah. yeah, and to mix it together and eat Cheetos. The other day, I tried this for the first time. I went on an audition, and for the first time ever, this is why I was buying the tiny bottles of vodka. I was like, fuck it. Let's get a little drunk before this, because I get nervous. And I was like, maybe right. this will help. And it didn't help. It just made me <laughs> self-conscious on whether or not I smelled like booze. <laughs> wow. Well, so yeah, I learned. Let's somebody called do Dr. That. Drew. I think we got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, a little deep into no, it. Was, Heading um, for the audition, you got <laughs> wasted? No, no. Just had like just had two bottles of the little vodka. What were you auditioning for? Was it something? It was like a Pringles commercial, or was it something legit? <laughs> it was sort of. Le- I mean, it was legit. It was for a pilot uh, oh, well, to play okay. a stoner kid. Um, well, there you go. So yeah, two so bottles of be... vodka might work out. Yeah, and I skated there, so I really thought I was oh, getting perfect. into character. Um, but anyway, it didn't work at all, and I won't do it again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you keep. That was trying. like the quickest lesson quit learned after once. Yeah, in one it, attempt. Yeah, I'm going to quit after. That's that all it takes. Okay, fair enough. 
You, so, yeah. you very nearly fitted into the role of the bad angel there, sitting on. I was just saying, like, you know, why give up once? You haven't even really given this thing a appropriate. Trial Maybe you didn't get hammered enough. Yeah, I, a friend of mine was in a Dustin Hoffman movie. I don't know if you guys remember a movie called Billy Bathgate years ago. And, oh yeah, uh, he was in uh, that movie with Dustin Hoffman and. He said every morning Dustin Hoffman would just start out with a huge glass of scotch and just bang it back and then just say, ready to roll. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah. It's, it's also like all those game shows back in the 70s. Like everyone was getting drunk. And I, from what I hear, Carson was... was oh, they just yeah, talked about it like in Pat Sajak's new book. They talked about how they would go... They, I guess they filmed over somewhere in this area, like oh, Burbank right. or whatever. And they would go across the street to some Mexican restaurant and just get hammered in between shows. Oh, him right, and Vanna right. White, the two of them together. And then there was um, a surgeon I used to work with. So like I actually do science yeah. still to, uh, right now. But um, my senior design project, uh, we actually implanted some um, artificial cartilage in, in sheep. It was uh, a way to, uh, instead of getting total hip replacement, they just replaced the cartilage. That's what the senior design project was. But our doctor, who was putting in a sheep, was saying the guy he used to work with in England would do, like, four knee replacements a day in the 70s. And he would have, like, two beers after each surgery. And then by, like, the last one, he'd had, like, six beers, and he'd be a little buzzed. Right. Just doing surgeries. Yeah, that's the 70s. That, yeah. I think it was, it was, everything was better in the 70s. That, that probably contributes to, I, from what I hear, um, orthopedic surgeons are, like, are the least respected among surgeons because they're just basically considered like bone carpenters. Right. Yeah, so I, I guess he's totally just like that. blue collaring up his surgeon job. He's yeah. just like opening up a tall boy in between up. Well, I mean, if you're doing, eight of, the, yeah, if you're doing yeah. eight of the same surgery and you've done it for, you know, 10 years, you've got yeah. that nailed down. I could, I could fix a knee. Yeah. <laughs> I got that one. Well, here's something else they used to do in the surgical field that might actually have some benefit um, in the medical field. Electroconvulsive therapy uh, for the severely depressed. They've, work- they've worked out um, why it may work. Apparently, they think it might, um, it might somehow turn down an overactive connection between areas of the brain. This is some researchers in Aberdeen. This is what's commonly referred to as shock therapy, right? Yeah, from, basically the thing from that's Cuckoo's what it used Nest. used to be, right. Yeah. Cuckoo's yeah. Nest, yeah. Like the thing that you generally look at as being barbaric, but... So they're doing it again? For the they, yeah, they never I think stopped they never doing, stopped doing it. Doing it. They, but they couldn't work out why it might work. They just sort of... I think it was just one of those ones where back in those days, they just tried all sorts of weird shit for anyone who was in any way mentally ill. Right, right. And they just hit on, oh, this seems to sort of calm them. Yeah, put, just, put electrodes either side of the head. And, and just, now they just... Don't they just like release them onto the streets now just put them down on like skid row down in downtown la you ever see they have like uh hidden videos of them just unloading <laughs> what car- really? yeah like uh, medical you know vans of just crazy people onto the street what yeah just let them walk around shitting themselves <laughs> well i don't i don't think this reduces you to a vegetative st- this isn't like uh, a lobotomy this, no it this- does have memory loss issues but they, they right. they've said actually in this article on the BBC. But if you're severely depressed, a little memory loss is probably a good thing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. From what I've heard, people, it works. I mean, th- this article says that it has like a 70 or 80% effective. Yeah, 75 to 85% of patients recover from the symptoms, which is... Which is a lot higher than any other kind of psychiatric or any treatment. Kind, or most treatments in general in medicine. For medicine, right. Um, so what, what they found is now they've worked out the mechanism by which this might work, by which it might treat uh, depression... They can then use that to maybe find some drugs that mimic the same effect, Without so that they won't have to zap people's brains and and affect their memory. But do you find that depression is a new thing? Like you were saying, the seventies earlier. I don't believe there was really depression in the seventies. Like there was really? nobody on. I, uh, there was, but it wasn't. Nobody. People wasn't diagnosed with depression. Like the pills they take. What are they called now? You know all the other pills. You know, like the ones you you read. Prozac. Prozac. Yeah. Right. Antidepressants. Nobody took those, at least that I know of. Yeah. I I, I mean, I know you guys are younger than me, so. But there was nobody on pills like that. Now, I 
everybody I know is on some sort of Prozac. Yeah. It right? is bizarre. It seems like I mean, there's tons of, of psychiatric disorders like that that you wonder how much has to do with just this odd civilized world we live in and, and you know, like the fact that ADD, could that have existed before technology we have now could have caused right. it? We, you know, like, when I was a kid, we used to call it ants in your pants. That was ADD, <laughs> basically. It was just you couldn't sit still. And yeah. uh, now it's ADD and you take Ritalin or whatever else it is, but... Right, like that's that's a new thing, relatively new. Um, what else is sort of like that? It's all, they overprescribe. They overprescribe. They totally overprescribe. I mean, it's just when you have a shitty day, right? I've, I, we've all had a bad day. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go so far as to say I don't believe depression's a real thing, but no, I do think... There that, are people who, for which it is a really serious medical thing, and these they have chemical imbalances in their brain, and right. these drugs do lift them out of... I mean, like, proper depression comes with physical symptoms as well. It's not, not just like, oh, I'm a bit sad. It comes with, you know, you... Yeah, right. You can't eat for weeks, and your stomach's all over the place, and you really, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know any. <laughs> I got, like people, Chris's I logic is, I've never felt it, so it could. No, be exactly. That's the way I feel. <laughs> like everything's bullshit unless it's happened to me. <laughs> I thought you were just saying in general these things might be brought on more by like our modern world and the the things that we've I, introduced I to our lives that, that yeah, are not. Of course. That weren't around 100 years ago that are totally odd to the way human brain's supposed to work. Well, ADD, I totally think... Like, I literally, up until 10 years ago, I could sit in a restaurant by myself and read a newspaper. Now, if I don't have my phone right, with me, right, right. I freak out. I, so uh, that's definitely some sort I, of ADD. I was, I used to be able to live without a phone. You know, oh, me too. I, I, I would, you know, the only way you got a phone was to go to a pay phone. Yeah. And dial whoever you needed to dial. Yeah. Like I was talking about that the other day, like how I haven't made eye contact with a stranger in five years. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, because I haven't just stare in this thing. Anytime I'm awkward, I just go into my own phone. Right, right. I don't yeah. have to t- meet it's anyone so new yeah. ever. You just. It's like I love going to bars, and I still go. But then if I go to one alone. I'm just going to break out my phone. I'm like, then why didn't I? Why did I come here? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The Especially when you was, go on the road, like comics. You, you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of times you're in cities by yourself. You know, so you yeah, go airports. out after the show. Airports. There you go, and you just sit and, and stare into the phone and tweet what or whatever. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. No. It's uh. Yeah. Like I have a bit just about how did we used used to have to be awkward. Like because that's anytime you feel awkward, you just. Look at your phone. Well, I'm, I got things to do. I'm busy. I'm looking busy. Yeah. You just look. Yeah. You did like overly. You know, big gestures like some silent film star. You would look like, where's the person I'm supposed to meet? And there was nobody coming. And you look at your watch. Oh, he's late. He's over half an hour late. Yes. How dare he? I was out with some friends the other night. My phone died, and I went home because of it. <laughs> I just, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, yeah without a phone. Well, I, was, well, I was like, my girlfriend might want to know where I am. And it's just going to get worse and worse. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I mean, I guess it's just going to get to a point where everyone just, nobody. Fox anybody or anything, right? I mean, you, know, just, you just have sex with your phone. Yeah, everyone just sticks their dick in a computer. And I feel whatever. like there's going to be, like, be like subsets of culture that will start close enough. There'll be like people that'll start to have this sort of blowback from it. Well, where they'll reject like large groups of people will start to reject technology. You know, not in a cultish way, but I can see this happening. Where like it's not going to it's not going to continue forever. I think there'll hit a point where people will voluntarily say this is actually hurting our quality of life, and a bunch yeah. of people are just going to. Start checking out and like getting off. The you grid. think so? But based yeah, on so. has that ever happened in the no, past? But, but no, but there's no precedent for it at all because nobody like 120 ever went, Screw the fucking wheel. Let's walk. Uh, right. But <laughs> but 130 years ago there was nothing. I mean, before the industrial revolution, we were just talking about this in the last podcast. Like nothing changed that much from one decade to the next until the 1880s, and suddenly since then everything. Every generation, there's it's the technology has changed the way everything about human life has has, has been. Just right. in, I mean, in the last 20 years. I mean, from cassette to i 
iPad is unbelievable, unbelievable. right? 20 years ago, they From were... From cassette to uh, wireless technology transmitting data to you wherever yeah. you are. Right. I, was, also, yeah. I was watching Transformers 3 just... Don't hate me. I was in, it was on Netflix, and I'm like, if, if something made a billion dollars, I'm going to watch. Yeah, uh, and I was like, I wonder what year you would show this to somebody, and they would just fucking lose their mind. Like, I think it might have been the. T- Maybe the 20s, because I feel like in the 30s, they'd be like, no, this is where we're headed. Yeah. We're right. headed this way. But like in the 20s, they'd be like, no, we'll never get it there. No. Like, well, uh. you know what I was always thought was funny in like old movies when any time there was a computer or anything, it was some giant board where they you know, press like light up buttons on it. And <laughs> like you know, like, even says, like the Enterprise, USS yeah, Enterprise. Yeah. Was, but nobody ever realized it was just going to be a keyboard. You know, right. nobody's no like, you'd want to reach. Yeah, nobody's like, it's kind of be just like a typewriter yeah. kind of thing, and that's how you're going to get all this information. It was yeah. some giant George yeah. Michael he sports a- machine <laughs> board that he just, you know, pressed buttons on. That's sort of climb inside it and stuff. Yeah, the Slee Stacks were the first ones who had it. I don't know if you guys remember that <laughs> show, but yeah. But that's even like ten years ago. By an order report, even that's a little bit too cumbersome when he's like dragging things through the air in front of him. Like, so you don't even need to do those giant oh, gestures I know. to yeah. do that stuff. It's just yeah. a finger. Just a finger will yeah, do. You just-, you just have it on the phone in front of you. Well, yeah, so many movies are ruined but I mean Castaways fucking forget it he could just get on the phone and just go I, I landed on a right. island hurry come get me <laughs> turn on the GPS button yeah. on his phone um, but, but getting back to we were speaking of, of depression in the modern era and things and this shock therapy uh, it reminded me that I heard an interview with Carrie Fisher recently and she continues to get shock therapy like people swear by it who are not vegetables and uh, she says like it feels like it, it it breaks up the concrete in her head is what she describes it as so like I guess Maybe this could be a thing that's, uh, that's yeah. Is Carrie Fisher the best person? Maybe that's not the best for, person to point yeah. to. For but no, she's, <laughs> she's completely out of her mind. Isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she, I, did just, I did just say you should point to that as like, yeah, she's, she's sane and she does Listen, that. Listen, Billy D. Not. Williams was talking yeah, about depression. Right. And uh, he in said be- not real. In between Colt 45 commercials. <laughs> the guy who played Chewbacca swears by... yeah. Uh, uh, Peter Mayhew, I believe, is Peter name Mayhew. Was. Yes, yeah. it was Peter Mayhew. <laughs> and actually, the last the last line of this article was interesting to me because uh, it said uh, this research group is also um, looking into psilocybin, which does the same thing right. as in mushrooms, also disrupt the same networks in your brain and and, and break up things that yeah, can there's be. There's been lots of interesting studies using either magic mushrooms or and LSD as well. Really, for treating various conditions, including depression. There was a Chris. The... Have you have you tried mushrooms? No, I'm I'm not like drug guy at all. I've oh, never really? tried. I always have this fear that I'm going to be like I'll start now in my in my uh, <laughs> later years, and I'll be the dude who at a party someone goes take it. And I'm like ah oh, fuck it, I might as well just finally do it. You know, have some fun, and then I'll just get bad shit and lose control of my bowels or something at the party. <laughs> and, you know, go into the bathroom, take my pants off, start crying, won't come out. I don't I don't want some terrible thing, and then. You know, because now too- the story gets out. Yeah, it gets out. Guy, you, 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 you get tweet a picture. Stuff. Yeah, you. right. Yeah. And, uh, Next thing you know, I'm getting electroshock therapy with Carrie Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. Anthony Daniels shows up talking like C3PO. Yeah, and you're like, I don't forget on. it. In college, they uh, at the University of Iowa, they had a study. I remember my freshman year that was uh, you could come in, and uh, I was not cool with pot at all. Like the state is uh, like harsh on it, um, and they were doing a study, smoke pod and then do a driving simulator to look at the uh, the effects of that so right everyone was like we got to get in on that study and then like the line was jammed trying to call to get in on the study but 
They, it and they out, would provide you with the weed? Yeah, oh, you, you would great. smoke it there. But then one of the stipulations was you can't have smoked weed in the last month. So everyone who wanted to do it was like, <laughs> fuck. Oh, just one nerd's yeah, left. Just yeah. one nerd's like, finally, yeah, an excuse. My parents will just, be yeah. So that means Give that, yeah. me the keys. Yeah. <laughs> the one test subject was probably terrified. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Just trying to travel. Holy shit. Yeah, Don't I, you think there's a point, though, when you get to a certain age, right? You, if you haven't done drugs at that point, it's like tattoos. If, you're not, if you haven't gotten them by... By 35, right. I don't think you should start at that point. Yeah, I also think that once you hit like 25, you're like, I don't, I'm glad I didn't do that. Right, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. I mean, I, I don't begrudge anybody, you know, weed or pot or any of that shit. I mean, I think it's great, you know, have some fun. But yeah, I just never did it. So you've never smoked pot in your life. I like three times. I, you know, honestly, the reason I, because it never really, I don't smoke cigarettes, so I can't smoke. Oh, so just the I, actual I, act of Yeah, I look like a complete yeah. idiot when I, you know, take a, what do they call it, a toke? Still call it a toke, you kids? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Take a toke off a doobie and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I start coughing and stuff and it just doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, now it's like all your drug choices are based on like how, whether it makes you look cool or not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the yeah. opposite of what, why kids come to it in right. the first place is because it's supposed to I was to a does. comic, so I was, or I, in my head, I probably wasn't to others, but I was always cool right, because I own, was a comedian. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. need to do do other shit to make that's, myself cool at least i thought that's a good point you know, yeah. so. Wait, so you started doing comedy right out of high school you said or you were already pretty much i was i was working as an electrician like i said and i was doing comedy at night uh yeah. in new york city which, but you were already kind of getting that extra level of social status that comedy brought yeah or? yeah i was like a theater kid in high school you know so i was that yeah. guy but I, I, in my, once again, in my head, I thought I was the cool theater kid. Right. I don't think there's such a thing. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I had like a football player friend or two, so I wasn't the kid, yeah. you know. Right, right. right. I'm, the, uh, I'm the cool sousaphone player. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, I'm sure everybody thought that. Yeah, yeah I'm the cool theater kid. <laughs> what uh, plays were you in in high school that you got a theater scholarship? Uh, I, well, I, honestly, I got a theater scholarship. I, I, it sounds better than it was. They, I think they gave me like you know five thousand dollars, which I wound up blowing at Burger King that summer. But uh, I did. I actually did a, a monologue from Lenny Bruce to win it. Oh wow! wow. Yeah. So, uh, which back then I I was pretty impressed with myself. I was like eighteen years old. I even, just even know who Lenny Bruce was at that time. That's I, cool. I mean, yeah. you guys are comics, so you probably did. But, but also pre-internet as well. Yeah, it was always oh, really. I wouldn't have known who Lenny Bruce was at that age. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't. I only knew it really from the Dustin Hoffman movie. So, and then oh, I yeah. and then I had some. I was like a comedy album collector, so I had some yeah. Lenny Bruce albums. But if you listen to Lenny Bruce now, it's a little dated. It's yeah, it doesn't. It's not as yeah. I mean, you so try and turn kids onto it now, and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Well, there was a time <laughs> where this was funny." Yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay, well, uh, on to our next story. Um, this is courtesy of the BBC News. Uh, th- there's a clue to male baldness that was recently discovered that may actually end up leading to a, a treatment for... Leading to babies being aborted. You can see early. <laughs> Get rid of it. It's got the clue. These babies come out bald as well. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing wrong? Yeah. This baby's going to be bald in 50 to 60 years. Let's just get rid of it. Uh, in studies of bald men in laboratory, ri- laboratory rice? No, that's uh, uh, laboratory mice. That's, US- that's how Koreans say laboratory mice. <laughs> For some reason, it's always that. U.S. scientists pinpointed a protein that triggers hair loss, and uh, drugs that target that pathway are already in development, they report in the journal Science Translation Medicine. Science Translational Medicine. Um, so, yeah, the, the research could lead to a cream to treat baldness, um, and it turns out that the male sex... Uh, hormone testosterone plays a key role, but uh, also genetic factors play in, and they cause hair follicles to shrink, eventually becoming so small they're invisible. 
leading to the appearance of baldness, which does, is... Uh, does that protein wear like a wife beater and a gold chain? <laughs> it probably should be. Very hairy chest. Don't they have of... that already? Well, I was reading up on this because I was curious about how Rogaine works, and I, I, from what I can gather in half an hour of research... That's why you were looking it up, No Andy. one knows. <laughs> no, I saw this article, then I was like, well, what does Rogaine do? And it turns out they don't know why Rogaine works. It just kind of does sometimes. But this might actually find the actual source. Uh, they found levels of this protein called prostaglandin D synthase. And uh, that levels of that protein are elevated in the cells of hair follicles located in bald patches in the scalp, but not in hairy areas. So they think that specific protein might be causing the baldness. And if they can just find a way to develop something that would inhibit that protein, it might either stop you from getting more bald or even regrow hair. The great so. thing is uh, nobody can see us right now, but all four of us have gorgeous heads of hair. So this story know. means nothing to us. Mine's going pretty fast. I feel like in the last couple of months, just planning the festival, I've, I've noticed significant. You think that does it? Str- I thought it was just genetic. I didn't know or... stress could do it, but I feel like I've lost hair recently. Like, My really? hair wasn't white before I saw that ghost. <laughs> you saw a ghost? The Patrick Swayze movie? Your actual ghost. The movie Ghost was so stressful yeah, to make. It was stressful. My hair turned white That's overnight. Stressful, <laughs> stressful to give Whoopi Goldberg an Oscar for that piece of shit. <laughs> she got an Oscar she for that? Yeah, she won an Oscar oh for that. God. Really? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what? I almost just said I thought Demi Moore. she was in the color purple. That's Oprah, right? <laughs> she, but no, Whoopi Goldberg as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. There's a lot of black people in oh, that I'm movie. I'm not as racist as yeah. I thought. There's not just one cast member in that movie. I thought it was. I no, no Danny Glover's in it as well, I believe. <laughs> I thought it was just like a Tyler Perry thing where he's just in every character in drag. Oh, he should remake that. That'd be <laughs> great. Color color purple. Purple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Kevin Hart. <laughs> I would see that, I think. Um, do you reckon if, if baldness does get properly cured... Bald hairstyles like the comb over will suddenly become fashionable because they'll be the exception. Yeah, they'll they be won't the be a necessity anymore. They'll be hip. I, Balding already... really does suck, though. It. I mean, it unless does, you're yeah. Bruce Willis or there's a few guys that it works on, like that Jason Statham guy, or or or. Uh, right. But if you're just a Radio Shack manager, balding really sucks. Yeah, I've, I I uh, got a haircut like a, two years ago, and I, I she cut it. Re- I got a terrible haircut. <laughs> like it was like six dollars out here, and the woman was she was literally like, "I make you look like number one, Arthur Fonzarelli." Like, <laughs> Like that wow. sentence was said, and I was just like, six bucks, all right. Um, and, Folds uh, me up. Yeah. yeah. She, needs look- to, she needs to update her TV guide. <laughs> you look like a number one, Arthur Fonzarelli. And uh, she gave me such a bad haircut that I, she like cut bald patterns into my head. And I was like stressing out and like, I'm going fucking bald, man. This woman ruined my life. Son of a... She gave you the potsy. Yeah. By mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, was she confusing Vanilla Ice with the Fonz? Is that what she was like, coming I don't know what it was, but it, it was... Uh, that's when I was like, I'm going to start paying $20. Top it's worth 20 If you want to know how bad balding is, I'll give you two examples. Tim McGraw and Dwight Yoakam. Two guys, cowboy hat on, handsome, <laughs> amazing country western superstar. Cowboy hat off. Ooh. Radio Shack managers. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. They really... You're like, is that Ron Howard's brother? Yeah, they look terrible. Oh my God. Ex- Dwight Yoakam is Clint Howard. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy hat on. The guy yeah. looks like a rock star. Right. Same with Tim McGraw. 
Yeah. Remember oh, Tim McGraw was in that Sandra Bullock movie where she adopted a big black football player? Or I haven't seen that. And he, uh, you uh, you don't even know it's him. Yeah. The he plays side. like a, you know, yeah. just schlubby. like a, a schlubby husband. Of, but then again, like, think of all the opportunities they get. Like, uh, Dwight Yoakam has gotten so many roles as a character actor now because he looks like that. Like, Panic That's Room. And, you know, I guess. Um, so yeah. was, uh, Tim McGraw was in Country Strong. Country too, Strong, yeah. That Country movie, Strong. That movie, that movie was on in a plane, and I, I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. And yeah. it's when I realized if you have if you have the right music set to like cinematography you'll get goosebumps no matter what well i'll tell you this i watched the this is fun the new footloose on a plane last weekend the new one that just came out with the juliana hoff or whatever and i was getting i I was getting (laughs) teary-eyed i was like what was wrong with me yeah yeah it was unbelievable it's the right music set to like slow motion beautiful things and like i remember i got goosebumps and i like tapped my girlfriend i was like i'm getting fucking goosebumps i think it's because you're trapped in the plane too i think you're you're i don't know there's a different level of emotion yeah there's something weird with the altitude because i cried at big fish on an airplane also (laughs) you know you cried everybody's dad issues comes out when they see that movie i remember i saw that one justin timberlake a me me and a suvari was it just out uh, and just time? go fr- friends of benefits or, or, uh, or I think her name uh, Mia, Mila uh, Kunis Mila Kunis yeah Mila yeah. Kunis uh, yeah she, she, I saw that movie and I on a plane I was I landed what? told all my friends this is amazing this movie you have to if Justin Timberlake doesn't win an Oscar I'll kill oh myself my and then people watch it like what were you talking about I was like wow. oh man then I watched it again I'm like what the fuck was I thinking I had something about the plane I was pumping like some like estrogen uh, or yeah. something into the air when I flew out to California to interview for the job I got out here um uh, they right before I got off the plane went straight to the interview but the movie they were showing was uh, Marley and Me so I was like bawling that gets me on the ground like, too sobbing. Oh, I found crying. myself yeah. on a plane laughing at Big Mama's house too <laughs> <laughs> that proves See, it I don't know and, and you were on Soul up. Plane which is <laughs> <laughs> That is not right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, well, we'll move on to our next topic. This is, co- I mean, uh, I hate when Andy does segues, but this is like a segue. Uh, because and speaking of segues, it's professionalism, yeah. Brooks. That's how I podcasting works. I just hate works. segues. It's how just... come the segue never took over the world? Like, it wasn't a, that segue <laughs> on the cover of Time Magazine. Yeah, I think this segway. is going to be the new, this is going to take over. There will be yeah. no more traffic. It do might, you remember when I the, do the, remember the, they, they called the world by they storm? They called it it. It. Yes. It was called it. Uh, Dean uh, Kamen's invention. The Dean, segue. Yeah. Is that, I met yeah. that guy. Really? On the street. You know, if you guys know Red Rock on Sunset, yeah. he was no, in no. that place driving a Segway. <laughs> of course. And he, he was to. saying that he invented it. And then months later, I did wind up seeing him on the. It was on the cover of Time magazine. Yeah. I'm saying, there's going to be no more. It, People would, on the streets of New York because they'll be on these. I'm like, well, isn't that just a bigger person? It's like a fat yeah. guy <laughs> walking down the street yeah. now with two wheels. It's like right but now you, you walk place. at best. You walk at like five miles an hour. <laughs> this thing can go like 16 miles an hour. Like, it's not. It still tops out at 16 miles an hour. Like it's I not going to revolutionize I, the. World. I gotta say though, have you ever tried a Segway? Yeah, I've no, I never it's, have. It's oh, fun. awesome. It yeah. is. That's what I've heard. I would love. I gotta get on one of those. Yeah, I would love. I don't begrudge anyone who has them. I mean, I'm like, don't you feel like? an idiot when I see them but I wish I was that Un, I wish I wasn't. I think it was kind of ruined by Arrested Development. That guy oh, yeah. drove around in Arrested Development yeah, and Joey went on that car. Or it could have yeah. been when yeah. Bush fell over on his. Or ruined when the guy who invented it <laughs> fell off a cliff <laughs> on it. Did he really? Died. No, no, no. Did he die? The guy who yeah. owned, not the inventor, the guy who took over the business. He bought it. He bought oh. the business from the guy. He was segueing near an ocean cliff, like enjoying the view, and he fell off oh, the cliff. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. So the that. owner of Segway got killed. Not Dean Kamen. On a Segway? Yeah, on a Segway. He died on a Segway. Oh, that's amazing. 
isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Speaking um, of segues. Yeah. So, but anyway, we were talking about now it doesn't fit into a segue <laughs> since we've talked wow. about segues. I'm sorry. I, once I hear no, segue, I, I hate stop. segues. So I'm glad it doesn't. Uh, topic four. Um, they came out now with this way to see around corners. Like it's a laser. It's like a laser um, setup that you can set on one corner and then it'll um, shoot. Uh, laser light pulses that bounce off a wall and uh, all around the the corner, like through a hallway, and then send back uh, an image of exactly what's around the corner. So um, it's a way to like peek around stuff without having to poke your head around there. Or they have, put they've had those anything. in prison for years. It's a uh, mirror <laughs> on the end of a spatula. <laughs> no, right. No, this one is, is really intense. Here, here is how it works. Um, the the camera emits laser pulses and fifty femtosecond pulse, pulses. Uh, that's a quadrillionth of a second. A femtosecond. Uh, yeah. At various spots on a side angled backing wall, the light pulses reflect off obscured object and reflect back onto the wall. The camera collects these scattered reflections and feeds them into a computer, which knits them together like a jigsaw puzzle, creating a three dimensional picture of a hidden object within fifteen fifteen millionths of a second. So, um, so basically, what, what what it does? They did. They literally. They just invented the mirror. Like that. Yeah. Is, right. It's, exactly. It's except the difference is it's not like a mirror that looks like. It, they're just saying like a wall that doesn't look like a mirror can be used as a mirror now. Like you can reflect things off of this thing that isn't perfectly right. I think flat they have the way that, that a mirror don't they have is. That, like combat, don't they have that? It's, in- well, they said it's going to be used. Um, it's going to be used for high cost military. Of course, it like is. Like search yeah. and rescue yeah, well, that's options. The only yeah. possible. They said right now it's like huge and bulky, so uh, it's not going to happen for like regular consumers. It's like just sending a fat guy ahead of you to look around the corner yes. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me just go see what's going on. You yeah. have to get a lawnmower. Then come over and back. Yeah. But Every- it talks about yeah. having, it needs that, that, that side-angled backing wall to reflect off of, but it doesn't talk about what characteristics that wall could or couldn't have that would keep it from working or not. Like, if that was a really porous wall or if it was curved, like, would it still work? I don't know. It, exactly. It doesn't I think I have how... trust issues because I wouldn't trust it, that what it's seen around, what, what yeah. it was around that corner is actually, like, just like I didn't trust that you, that's actually Venus that you pointed out oh, to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I was, I was yeah. showing Chris He's Venus and Jupiter liar. right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I like that idea, what? though. Yeah, if it is wrong, like, oh, there's nothing around there, military. Let's head. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then you should go around It the was so wrong. Right. There's another army here. I think yeah, we got our always... Transformers 4, and then the <laughs> yeah. big uh, Camaro that turned into a monster. I should always err on the side of, like, showing you bad guys, just so yeah. you never accidentally go there when there are bad guys <laughs> and they didn't see them. And... The other thing, they try to spin it as being, this is for search and rescue reasons. <laughs> we wouldn't <laughs> use it to kill people. Yeah, it's for We're less. not going to yeah. use it to see if people that we could kill is around the corner. Right. Uh, right. In a couple of years, it'll just be looking for Starbucks. You know, is there one down there? And, uh, <laughs> and then just keep driving. But I like think the idea of search and rescue, where, like, you're just worried the guy you're trying to rescue might see you, so you want to, like, hold back and stay behind the corner. Like, why would you need that for search and rescue? Yeah. You just go around the corner look for the person you're trying to search for and rescue you wouldn't see if uh you know see if a guy is uh lost around the block you got, <laughs> here here we go um question have you ever bought uh like a crazy gadget that at the time was nuts like i remember my family got a dvd player like way before uh, oh really and there was like it was like four or five hundred dollars yeah oh. i was working in a, a major appliance department of a department uh, of a department store when i was in high school and the dvd player had just come out right and it was space for people i mean it was unbelievable <laughs> have, have you ever have any of you guys have you gotten anything like ahead of its time that you were like shit i should have waited a year on that yeah, did well, anyone have betamax 
<laughs> no, a, a neighbor of mine did. They were like the rich neighbors. Yeah, my they neighbors had, had Betamax. That. And they had a Betamax camera that plugged in, and you could actually videotape in it with a Betamax tape. And right. And take it out and put it in oh, instantly. Wow. wow. So it was, it was a big deal. I got I got burned on sea monkeys in like 1972, <laughs> and I, I, I have yet to buy anything else because it turns out that they actually don't. There's not a big castle, and no. there's no. It just looked like Pretty somebody tiny just like, Yeah, it just like somebody somebody uh, ate a saltine cracker, squished some water around it in their mouth, then spit it back into the glass. <laughs> I re- my brother, uh, like when he graduated college, he got an HD DVD player. Like when it was, they didn't know if it was the HD. format that lost. Was, yeah, the format that lost. And when it lost, my dad goes, "Way to go! You bought a fucking laser disc." Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. And the laser disc is still. Some people still swear by it, right? Because there's <laughs> a place serious? in North Hollywood, Odyssey oh, Video, God. still rents laser disc. You still got like. Dr. Detroit on LaserDisc if you want it. <laughs> I just want to see who's in there renting LaserDiscs so I can punch it's, them in the throat. It's like at least at least people that are big into vinyl records, like you can make an argument for why that is authentic as far as the sound quality, but like LaserDisc is just like a stopgap technology between... Right. It does the same thing pretty much as a DVD, but in a lot more space and not <laughs> quite like as well. you just want to have that as an affectation. You're I just like, a hipster who wants to have a DVD collection. I love LaserDisc. Like, I really well, like vinyl. But you, yeah. There's See, an vinyl, argument made for that. Vinyl's though. just That's... hip, right? But I don't think... Well, well, cassette there's... is not. You won't, you'll never go back to cassette, no, yeah. will you? Right, because, I don't think because so. Because cassette, I don't think, ever had the fidelity I just, that... I like the pageant... Like, like, I like having to get up and s- flip the side of the record. Right. I like having like the artwork of that. Same with me for LaserDisc. That. Halfway through Point Break, I like having to get up and you in the middle point of the break sky. Laserdisc. <laughs> Actually, I watched Point Break on Laserdisc at a friend of mine's house who was like the sort of rich friend. They had like one of those three, three light red, green, blue giant oh, CRT projectors. <laughs> it, like, yeah. it looked awful because the colors never lined up right, <laughs> yeah. so the red was off center with the rest of it. So it was like a slightly colored shadow on everyone. Yeah, exactly. It looked awful, but those it was horrible on a big, big giant screen TVs with the big back that you can still yeah, people yeah. still have. They were like. Oh, they were a square, like a complete yeah. box. They were, yeah. Oh, yeah, they weren't that. widescreen. It was like it was like a four by three it giant was a projection. Rear projection. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember this is. I remember my friend got a new TV, and to show us how great it was, he showed us Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> well, really? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, check out the colors on those rides, right? <laughs> my go-to movie to test my test my TVs and all my. I still, I don't know why. Ocean's Eleven. Really? I don't know why it's. For some reason, it has nice it's, colors in it. No, it does. Yeah, I think yeah. Soderbergh always makes movies that look really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's Planet Earth. I always go Planet. That's Earth. a good one. If you got it yeah. in Blu-ray, yeah. But then that again, I, I, I have it in Blu-ray, and I don't think I've ever even watched it yet. Oh, I love watching that. But there isn't a lot of variety because if you're at like if you're stuck on like the Antarctica ones, there's lots of whites. Well, in there. you don't throw in Antarctica. You go to you go <laughs> yeah. to jungles, and then you go jungles to is that, all green. The caves is you all. You go to a frog. No, that, you, you yeah. go to the you go to the the dancing birds. Oh, okay, they got a lot of colors. Oh, okay, you're right. Do you know birds, what DVD yeah. that is? I could. So... It's the jungles one. Jung- okay, and then I think it's probably thirty minutes in. Okay, well, let me write this down so I can impress a lady. <laughs> oh my god did any of you guys I hate to keep this off track but like did you guys ever have like a thing that you would put on to uh, to woo a girl like a, yeah either, a KVD not, I, I put mean, on my cape e- either <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. that's great uh, DVD um, or or CD but yeah, yeah either way is there something that you used to like was your go to thing of like hey you know back at my place we've got this thing well I tell you mine was uh, this is you know it still is so I should uh, some Ma- that first Maxwell record. Oh really? Yeah. When he had his was... shirt off on the cover. Is no, that, that was one? not Maxwell. That was uh, the uh, that was the other guy. That was the one. Tyrese na- Gibson. The, the other one name guy who was who was around for a, a minute. 
He there was, was a, a whole video shirt. where the video, guy was shirtless. That was, that was the other guy. I forget I his name. Was D'Angelo. Maxwell. D'Angelo, you're right. Yeah. Oh. So Maxwell was the big, big hair. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and he was like soulful, and that always worked for me. See, I've been, da- I've been dating That was before girlfriend. I was famous. Yeah. Now I can just get pussy left and right. Yeah, yeah. And talk about it yeah. and not and not have that hamper you're getting of it. No, it doesn't matter shit. how much yeah. you say. I could put on. I don't even thing. need to put on a record anymore. <laughs> I would say guinea pig. I'd be like, you want to come and meet my guinea pig? Like for real? That's, that's not a bad. <laughs> Did no, you have one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and that worked. Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you're, I don't you're a handsome dude, though. You don't need um, fucking well, guinea I've pigs. Well, I've been dating my girlfriend since like the end of high school. So, I'd, like in college, I had a hamster that my roommate would use. Okay. To bring girls back, he's like, "We got a hamster in the dorm. You want to come meet old the Ultimate Warrior?" And like, <laughs> girls would be like, "Yeah," and like it worked for him. And I'd be like, "You're using the Ultimate Warrior for evil." You want to know? <laughs> well, I love when handsome dudes just like, he's tell me he's like, "Yeah, I had something." I was like, "You didn't need anything. You, need you anything. got a height no, and hair." No, no. Well, I you mean, got those flowing locks. I would, I would be like, "You want to come over watch Surf Ninjas and go underneath an Afghan blanket because it's cold." <laughs> I will the say that the, the, the low point. I just realized this now. I haven't thought about this in years, but I actually once successfully got a girl to come back to my dorm room because she's from Texas and my roommate was and he had a cowboy hat. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> so you want to see his cowboy hat that's in our room. That's that's inventive. That works. You could have yeah. just said, do you want to go have sex? I know, but at yeah. that point... you Put that cowboy hat on a guinea pig and you're fucking... <laughs> <laughs> my guinea pig's name was Moquisha because she was black. And uh, I, because I, I live in Iowa, I was like, "That's funny." And then probably then weren't I had, fucking any black girls. No, I wasn't. But I did have one black friend, and he came over, and uh, he's like, "Moquisha, huh?" Like he was like clearly like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah, what are you right. doing?" And I was like, "I didn't know I'd meet you, dude." And <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't rename it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It, these things only live three years. The, yeah. the chance of meeting a black yeah. man in Iowa in that time. Yeah. He's already. He's not going to relearn a name in that time. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah. Um, okay, you want to move on? Yeah, well, I, we're, we're still on animals, actually. Um, here's the thing. Um, I, it's a well-established fact. Various animals have evolved to mimic more dangerous creatures for safety. Right, like okay. butterflies have like the backing of like eyes and shit. Yeah, and things like that. Them. And there are sort of there are some snakes that look like rattlesnakes, and there are some there are various types of hoverfly that look like wasps. Um, but until recently, they, they weren't sure. There's a few of them that do that, but really badly. And scientists couldn't work out exactly how they'd actually managed to evolve because they just look shit. They don't look anything <laughs> like a bug that doesn't it doesn't look intimidating. Yeah, like you know. You know <laughs> You know, like it. They got you know. You go to a party of Spider Man, but you've just written the word "I am Spider Man" on a T shirt. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> you just have like the the drugstore costume. It's just like the plastic mask <laughs> and a shirt. Um. So what do you have examples? So he, so here's the theory. Well, there's for example some ho- various horse flies. Before, some before of them- you get to that, next time you go to a party where you're dressed like Spider Man, can you later try get invited to that? I'd like to <laughs> go to that party. <laughs> What, yeah, where, what party are you going to, Matt? Oh, you know, you know the average superhero party. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it's you and all the Hollywood Boulevard dudes hanging out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. You ever see those guys all walking home? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen you in the subway before. Yeah. I yeah. saw Superman getting on the bus. I saw two oh, Spider-Mans fight one time. <laughs> oh, it's it's the greatest Spider-Man. thing ever. And it, yeah. Well, it, and it wasn't over Mary Jane. It was over a bag of trash. <laughs> It was somebody took somebody else's bag of trash. Yeah, well, I mean, a bag of <laughs> trash. You know, one man's bag of trash is another man's uh, better uh, bag of trash. <laughs> I like the idea of those guys like taking a break though, like in that old picture from the construction of the Empire State. Oh, building. where they're all sitting on <laughs> that, that beam, dressed up as superheroes. Yeah. They bring out their lunch pails. They have yeah, their wives have made them bologna sandwiches. 
I love that down there. They have a lot of videos on YouTube of them fighting and stuff. And there was one point where the Chewbacca guy got arrested for fighting somebody. And they were putting him into the police car. And the Chewbacca head was on top of the police car as they pushed him in. And then they put the, the head in with him. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Anyway, go on. I'm so, sorry. So their theory as to why this may have worked, why, for example, some hoverflies that are meant to look like wasps that really don't, um, it's all to do with the risk for versus potential gain. So some of these some of these insects, for example, they're, they're, they tend to be the sort of weedier ones, the smaller ones. So a bird that's looking at it thinking, is that a wasp or is it a hoverfly, is looking at it, well, it's tiny, so I wouldn't get much nutrients, many nutrients from it anyway. So oh. I'm not going to take the risk. So they can get away with looking shitter. So oh, it's, 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 again, it's, going back to our costume party analogy, it's like if everyone's really hammered, yeah, you they, can you can pass yourself as Spider-Man easier. You're right. That's true. <laughs> so like the evolution would stop at the point that it becomes good enough. Basically, yeah, there's no so reason it, for it to be perfect because it was good enough for exactly, that, prey, that predator to and, not want to eat you. And there's a second theory that they've got as well that it may be that some of these creatures look. Look enough like combinations of potential predators. So again, the the pre- oh sorry, potential dangerous animals. So the the predators looking at going um, oh hang on, that looks a little bit like a wasp, and it also looks a little bit like that other stinging thing, and it looks like that one thing that's poisonous, and all those things just enough to make baby go nah, I'm just gonna go for the other. I'm gonna go and eat the other thing. Right. right. But they flies and and wasps, they only live like. 20 days anyway, right? They so. do, but it's still important to get to the reproductive to through- stage beforehand. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. I'd like to I'd like to rock out these 20 days. So yeah, I, mean, I want to live well, this life to its fullest. <laughs> there's no there's no definition of what's important or not, but basically the, the species that's going to survive is the one that does live long yeah. enough to get to the point that reproduces. So whatever happened to it mutation-wise that gave it an advantage will be passed so on. So once it's so. finished reproducing and, and or nurturing its young. Speaking it's, of insects, it? we actually did a story on our show yesterday about, uh, maybe you guys could look it up, uh, fruit flies, they, the male fruit fly, if get if it gets rejected by they the female fruit fly, they go will drunk. go to a, a piece of fermented fruit and get hammered. Yes. Because of I that. did read about that. Didn't yeah. we, did we do that last week? On the- I think we kind of talked about it. I talked about how I've seen a drunk uh, deer before because they <laughs> ate fermented fruit. Yeah, I've heard. Of, I've seen drunk bears from eating yeah. fermented fruit, like on you know, not on YouTube. Per, in but, person. But that probably wasn't therapeutic. But they're specifically saying the fruit flies are doing that after they've been rejected. To I deal guess. With yeah, their, they yeah. screw it, and then they just, just go sort to, of. Yeah, they just hide themselves in the happy bottle. hour at the at the yeah specific rotten going banana. After. So then, <laughs> does, does that all the flies going? You too, will? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking the bitches, sheet. huh? Yeah. <laughs> fly bitches. <laughs> He was down to the last three for the fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah they, yeah. they didn't get a part, so they went, ugh. All right, um, Let's get wasted and go to that party where the guy's wearing a shitty Superman costume. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely pick him up over Matt Kirshen. Sorry, Matt. Hey. I just said a fly would pick up a person over <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, man, you know what else you might turn to when, when a girl's dumped you and you just see no end in sight for your misery? A segue? A gun. You might turn to guns. Yes. And <laughs> and interestingly, a new article on Science Daily uh, says that um, a no- University of Notre Dame study showed that wielding a gun increases a person's bias to see guns in the hands of others. What? 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 Wielding a gun. If you have a gun in your hand and someone shows you pictures where people are holding nebulous things, you're more likely to think those things are guns also, which uh, might explain a lot about Every cop who shoots a black guy in New York City. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So in five experiments, subjects were shown multiple images of people on a computer screen and determined whether the person was holding a gun or a neutral object, such as a soda can or a cell phone. 
And the subjects did this while holding either a toy gun or a neutral object, such as a foam ball. And the researchers varied the situation in each experiment. They had uh, the people in the images sometimes wear ski masks. They would change the race of the person or change the reaction um, subjects were to have when they perceived the person in the image to hold a gun. And uh, regardless of the situation the observers found themselves in, the study showed that responding with a gun biased observers to report gun present more than did responding with a ball. So by virtue of affording the subject the opportunity to use a gun, he or she was more likely to classify objects in a scene as a gun and as a result to engage in threat-induced behavior such as raising a firearm to shoot. So yeah, basically cops holding guns just, just are going to see everything that's not a gun that is held like one to be a gun because they're holding one. That, to- that makes a, it makes lot, a lot of sense. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they said the guy's... Or also wearing a ski mask and holding a ball? No, I'm saying like they, they, they controlled for this by having all kinds of different situations. Oh, okay. They had people sometimes wearing a ski mask. They had them of all different races and different positions. But in all cases, you couldn't tell what the person was holding. But the person who's watching these videos or these images is holding either a toy gun or like a foam ball. And the ones who are holding toy guns label everything, no matter whether the ski masks yeah. or whatever. They label things a lot more often gun than the people who aren't holding a gun. Yeah, so, my head would never go to gun right away, but I don't. I'm not, you know. But I if you're holding guns. a gun, maybe your yeah. head would. Your head would, but but right. by the virtue of this study, your head would go to gun. I guess more if you're often. holding a gun, then you think, then your your brain goes, oh, I'm that I'm living in a world me. in which holding a gun is a likely and or possible thing. Right. right. So people have guns in the world I'm living in, therefore that guy does. You think it's time to rename the ski mask? Because nobody really wears a ski anymore, <laughs> no, do they? Yeah. You know, I've been you ever skiing yeah, you ever see anyone wear you, you, The first thing you think is that guy's skiing away from a bank robbery. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that would make Sonny Bono's death much funnier. Yeah. If he or, was wearing a ski mask. <laughs> he, he died. He fell down over his eyes. Like and he hilarious. hit a tree. Yeah, yeah. it's like they, they mugged someone at the top of the hill. And yeah, and now they're away skiing away from it. From it. Yeah. Nobody's, I don't think anyone's ever worn that to ski. No, never. That's yeah. A lot point. of skiers do still wear the stocking over the head. They do. <laughs> yes, that's true. And when I ski with oh, Perry Farrell, he does like a pantyhose. Yeah, pantyhose. Are you talking about pantyhose? That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about American stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> Americans have <laughs> stockings also. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I we used to call it stockings, and they, they would come, it came in a little egg. Remember what was that? Legs? L E G G L apostrophe Lego, yeah. my legs. Was, that's not what it was. That was different. You're talking about Legos? No. You're talking about Egos. Yes, that's a waffle. Yeah. yeah, and also like just if you own a gun, if you own a gun in your house, you're way more likely to be in a gun related incident like firearms. Right. I don't think I've ever seen a gun. What? I'm not kidding. I don't think I've ever seen like held a gun I was in just, my life. And, the, and wow. we still never managed to both times I've, play, I've been to Michigan, I've been on the bill with a guy who's a who's a comedian, like part-time comedian, part-time cop. Really? Which sounds like an 80s movie setup. Yeah. <laughs> like... I know one, that one guy who had a sitcom and he, what was his name? Duresta, John Duresta. Oh, okay. But it, the but, only com- comic I cop know. I know. Both times he said, like, hey, do you want to see my gun? And, like, oh, I, and then we've never had time to do this. He just shows his dick. <laughs> did, they, did they test that in the experiment as well? Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're holding your dick, dick do you, are you more likely to see other dicks? Uh, <laughs> is yeah. it a finger going through the fly or is it a dick? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you decide. I shot, like, shotguns and stuff growing up, but the only, like, action, because just, like, like, hunting and shit. I, yeah. never, I never, I mostly just shot at, like, targets. But, um... Uh, I did sure shoot a gun did. in Vegas one time. I talked about this before, but like, you, I went into a gun range and like, they were like, "You smell like alcohol. Have you been drinking?" And I was like, "No." And they go, "Okie doke. Here's your gun." Like, <laughs> That's it. They just no took your word test. for it. Yeah. And I was like, "Trash." Like, really? That's yeah. Vegas. That's their whole stock and trade. Is yeah. like you get drunk and yeah, decide we to go just shoot had to guns. say yeah. no. Seems like yeah. somebody's got a drinking problem. That's like the third story where he's been <laughs> hammered. Well, it was Las Vegas. 
Um, well, well, and, and also I realized that scared me so much to know, like, <sighs> they gave me a gun. Who else are they giving I guns? feel like if I was a guy who went to – I'd be one of those guys who becomes obsessed. If I went to a shooting range and sh- I then would – they want to shoot everything. I don't ever want. It so this is, this is the same thing that keeps you from trying drugs. Keeps exactly. Trying I think that I, I would just be <laughs> yeah. just over You're the top. The line. You're just, yeah. I would just start shooting up yeah. malls yeah, and yeah. stuff. You're the smartest ad- addict ever. Yeah, He's I just like, I just decide <laughs> not like to a do pre-cog it. Addict. Speaking yeah, of that, she's gonna I be. was just before I came here, stopped at this little supermarket down the street, and uh, Stephen Adler. You know who that oh, is? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ha- hammered l- buying Top Ramen. <laughs> Completely oh, hammered. You sure it was him? And sweat belt. Uh, yeah, oh. I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. And and a huge... Uh, what's what Top Ramen fan? You t- uh, that as well. <laughs> but what was the thing he My was on? My two favorite the, uh, things. The, the thing um, where he was... Celebrity rehab. rehab, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, But obviously it didn't take because he was hammered. Oh, yeah, and it was kind of sad a, to see because they're being they're going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like next week or something. Yeah. Really, that's and a big I, thing. And I well, had Axel. hopes that they were going to get back together, but I don't think he's making it. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Speaking I, of celebrity rehab, actually, can I tell a quick story? I might have told you guys this already, but uh, I, I co-host a show up in Los Feliz at a Chinese restaurant, and there was one night when we were worried because our Facebook event didn't have a lot of invitees on it, so I just went through and carpet-bombed everyone who's my Facebook friend whose name I didn't recognize as a comedian, you know? Right. So it was just like, if, if you're in the L.A. area and you're my Facebook friend, I feel like it's okay that I'm asking you to do this thing. Fast forward to the show, there's a very drunk woman before the show even starts who uh, is starting to like walk down the stairs. She's like, we're going to leave. And she, if she left, there would be only three people in the audience versus six with her group. So I'm like, please stay. We're going to start right now. I promise we're going to start. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, okay, we're going to start. And we do. And uh, she is obviously the most drunk person in the room. I realized, like, oh, I just invited the person who's going to ruin the show to stay at the show. She's like heckling all the comics, but not like technically heckling, just like talking because she doesn't realize it's not a, it's right. not a, it's a thinks it's a dialogue. She can just address the comics. And then uh, I start tweeting about it. I'm like, oh, my God, I just invited the person who's going to ruin the show to stay. Someone writes back who's also in the show is like, uh, dude, that's Sean Young. <laughs> Oh, shit, really? <laughs> and I look over and realize it is Star of Blade Runner and Stripes and Ace Ventura, Sean Young. That, she was in Stripes, too. Yeah, yeah. She oh. was there. Um, and she, she ended up interacting with every comic. She loved it. Like She was kind of the best audience member to have because she was drunk, but she was laughing loud. She was talking, but it wasn't disruptive. If it's a six-person show, you kind of, it's but fine no, people to came. Eventually, people came and, oh, and okay. filled out the show. Uh, and then she, at one point, she got on stage to like take a picture with the comic who was trying to do his act. Finally, Moshe Kasher gets up on stage and he finally addresses it. He's like, by the way, we all know who you are. We've been talking about you all night. If you thought we didn't know that you're Sean Young, we do know that. She must be excited by that. I mean, she was pretty drunk, but I mean, she was excited and she started a dialogue with Moshe during his set. And then uh, after the show ended, she just got up on stage behind the mic and did two minutes, did a tight two. Oh, really? I have videotape of it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) That's great. And then as we got up to say goodnight and thank everyone for coming, um, the three of us the producer show got up and introduced ourselves and Sean goes you're Andy and I'm like what? I don't know I don't know you and she goes you're Andy I'm like yeah I'm Andy she's like you invited me to the show oh on Facebook she I got did, a Facebook I didn't realize I was Sean Young's friend on Facebook and I had inadvertently invited her to this show didn't she just do something screwed up what was she she got arrested for, at the recently. Oscars for crashing the party that's what it was yes, yeah. yes, 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 but right. I mean like it was such a genuine like she was so glad that I invited her she had so much fun and I was like I just made a friend tonight who I was shitting on but we were all glad she came like it was awesome that's well, great I'm glad yeah, she, yeah. I'm glad she's doing well <laughs> seems like it yeah well at least she has a tight too yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe maybe fans I'll release that someday. It smells like really nice out here. What is that? Are you guys are scientists. What is that flower that I'm smelling? Is that uh, like have, orange blossoms? Oh, it's it's or me, I'm right here. Well, there's probably orange blossoms. There's orange trees here. So no. this house is anyway, pretty awesome. You guys have to springy. Um, right here, right now. It's real nice. Um, okay, we'll blast through this last uh, final historical, historical topic. topic. Yeah, which is uh, really just kind of pulled this one together. So I'm going to read it pretty much. It's about how uh, we figured. Um, it was mass extinction was discovered. How they realized like there have been de- separate events in Earth where most of the pl- life on the planet went extinct, and it was uh, actually found out in 1980, so not that long ago. Um, Luis Alvarez and his son, who was a geologist, Walter Alvarez, uh, were studying a sixty a 65 million um, year old layer of clay that was deposited during the transition from the Cretaceous period to the Tertiary period. Um, and the clay contained unusually an unusual high amount of iridium. So I've, I've had a few beers, and I, my <laughs> like joke, S's are terrible now. Um, so anyway, they found out that it had this like high amount of iridium, and they reasoned that the most plausible source of this element had to be extraterrestrial. So uh, they thought it, it had to be a comet or asteroid, uh, because iridium is really rare in Earth in Earth's crust. So uh, they put forward what uh, became known as the impact theory, and uh, everybody came to accept that theory as like a, a major extinction uh, period between that ended the Cretaceous, um, and then through further research and stuff, they found out that there's been five mass extinctions: um, the end of the Cretaceous, the end of the Triassic, uh, the end of the Permian, uh, the late Devon- Devonian. And uh, the end of Ordorvikian. You know, fuck it. Let's just not even say those. <laughs> Why am I telling this? Um, but anyway, that's not the only mass extinction events that have occurred in Earth's history. There's been other ones. that. Uh, yeah, Sean Young's career. <laughs> she did two minutes at Andy's show. <laughs> yeah, we just really had to blast through that historical part. Um, <laughs> so uh, what's, what is, what, what's the takeaway from that? That uh, that they found out in the eighties that asteroid probably was. Uh, so you a cause believe in asteroids? Is what you're saying? Also, a great video game in the eighties. Asteroids. <laughs> there we go. That's actually they also created asteroid right after that. They go, let's make a thing. <laughs> yeah. When they so that that game caused the end of the dinosaurs. It did. Yeah. The end of the sitcom dinosaurs. Because it, it just made them. <laughs> it just it just sapped their motivation. Like they just stopped going to work. They would just play that all day. And then, I guess. Yeah. Have you guys see. seen King of Kong? Oh, it's awesome. yeah. oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> that guy, that's like what Danny McBride, I think, based that character Billy on. Mitchell. That guy, yeah. yeah. Billy Mitchell, man. It's unbelievable. I was told, to, if you haven't ever seen um, King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, uh, this is how I was told to see it. They go, the two greatest villains in history, my friend said this, <laughs> the two greatest villains in, villains in history are Darth Vader and Billy Mitchell. Oh, completely. The only difference is Darth Vader's made up. He's not real. It's, it's unbelievable. And I heard they were going to make a real movie from that document. Why? Like, no, why? It's That's, already too good. Make, plus, if you wrote those characters, you wouldn't believe them. Yeah. It's one of those like, you know, stranger than fiction kind of things. Like It's it's so outlandish. These guys have dedicated their... The guy who wears like the Foot Locker jersey all the time was the referee, the old guy who's like, Walter, I am the Twin Galaxies. It's Walter Day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> coming up. Got a kill screen oh, when he up. walks around the whole arcade? Yeah, we got a kill screen. Yeah. Potential kill screen oh, happening. so good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, if you haven't seen that documentary, watch that. Well, if, speaking of movies and dinosaurs together, I, was there a movie where Whoopi Goldberg starred with a dinosaur who was a cop as well? I feel like that was wasn't a thing. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it was, was a, that? Whoopi Goldberg had a sidekick, a partner, sidekick who was a dinosaur <laughs> and a cop. They were they were both 
It was a buddy cop movie <laughs> with a dino, a, 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 you know, a claymation dinosaur, Whoopi Goldberg. I couldn't Theodore be more Rex. Ex- yeah, there you go. Thank you, Theodore Rex. So oh, I wasn't crazy. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. I just wanted to make sure. When you mentioned dinosaurs, I don't know why my head immediately went to Theodore Rex. <laughs> I, I, I think it's one of those movies where I've never seen it, but I've seen the box yes, video that, store that, so many that, times that I feel like I know it, about it. Yeah. Hey, guys, let me guess. Was his name shortened to T-Rex? Nope. The movie is just... Uh, uh, it stars Whoopi. It stars... Um, Oh, Bud Court from Harold and Maud. Yeah, Bud, well, Bud Court. He had, after Harold and Maud, he didn't do much didn't except for Carol Kane is in there as a voice, um, and then George Newbern is the voice of Theodore Rex. All right, wow, so what a cast! Everybody, go, go. <laughs> Two point three stars out of go ten. Go to your local movie <laughs> movie store. Get to the VHS VHS section. Yes. And find Theodore Rex. <laughs> and while you're there, there's another VHS that you might want where Corey Haim just talks about how cool his life is being Corey Haim. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. that. I don't know, but no. I remember it like in a... What's it called? I'll never regret this. <laughs> <laughs> remember like in video stores when there was always those couple of videos by the window that were always sun bleached? <laughs> You know, uh, and that was one of them. It was like that oh. and Theodore Rex were like the real sun bleached videotapes <laughs> in my video store. My favorite video I never rented but always saw was uh, the one with the thing coming up out of the toilet. Was that Ghoulies or Chud? I don't know. Ghoulies. Did you oh, Growing up, did you ever have a movie that you rented over and over again? But And I don't know why. But never bought. But never bought. For me, it was yeah, Young yeah. Guns. You know, uh, for me, it was The Sure Thing. Yeah, remember that yeah. John Cusack movie? I rented that about nine oh, yeah, times yeah. and could have just bought it. Yeah, I rented yeah. Young Guns. I'm at once a year for, for like five or six years. Young Guns is which one has the Bon Jovi song? Young Guns two, two. Uh, Blaze of Glory is two. Is it two? Yeah. But Young Guns one just has that awesome whistling. Like I can't do it. Doesn't right Tom now. Cruise make it? Doesn't he get shot in it? it you no. don't know it's Tom Cruise. Maybe he's at the fireplace and they shoot him. And that, it was that, actually that Tom might Cruise. Be. I, I, I did not know that though. I just know that that movie was great and the Outsiders were great. I liked both. Oh, of I love that. Outsiders. I love the Outsiders. Matt, did you have any? Were you guys allowed to rent movies in England? <laughs> No, 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 but we, you know, what we were allowed to rent was a book about how people in America could rent movies. I thought so. Yeah. What's it we're just called? Dumb. We're Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. It was the encyclopedia. We were just allowed to rent the encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's another reason why our generation is never going to produce anything of value, because my grandmother, she used to take encyclopedia books to bed with her as light reading. She would just, like, grab the G book and just go through the encyclopedia. Yeah, Are you called- sure the G book isn't just, like, grandma's book? Oh, okay. <laughs> that was another rich people thing. The entire, uh, we never finished, like, we would start buying encyclopedias. Then, I don't know, there was a thing where Time Life would send another one every month and you would right. get eventually get the full set. But we never got past, like, the, the G's <laughs> So I know nothing About H shit so I know a lot about your reports Had to be all about Bolivia Yeah anything through A through Cuba. G I yeah, was, I was yeah. an expert on So anybody who had A full encyclopedia Set to me Was somebody who made it Right Like if That's someone's awesome. Doing a report on on, uh, on Xanadu You know that there's uh, Fuck I, serious yeah, money yeah, I didn't know yeah. Anything yeah. about it Alright well I think uh, I think that's it We'll just you know, if you had encycl- all the encyclopedias, you're a fucking rich person. You were doing very well for yourself, yeah, <laughs> um, in my world. But yeah, thanks a lot for being on the show, Chris. Do you have any? Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Have you. Any, it was a lot of any... fun, actually. I did. I'm sorry. I think I steered everything away from science. No, I just took it all to the... stupid movies. That's uh, what happens on most of our shows. Oh, it does. Every one of our shows. Yeah. Is not, it's I was able to turn every. Science. I turned a dinosaur story into Theodore Rex. <laughs> 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 um, do you have anything to plug coming up? This will probably come out Monday. Monday sixth. No. I'm at the, no. Well, you're comedians of comedy, comedians of Chelsea, comedians no, of Chelsea I tour. 
Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not on that. I don't think I'm on that Appleton one no. uh, anymore. Um, anyway, no, well, I'm, in, I'm in Kansas check City. You, check oh. you out one of your. I'm in Kansas City next week. Three shows. What? Do so uh, you ever play Stanford? Stanford. I've time? never done that. I used to live in Kansas City. I used to do. Stanford oh yeah? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah, it's a really cool yeah. club. They moved it a few years ago. It's now that's called nice Stanford. Now. They dropped the Suns. Oh, really? Just Stanford, yeah. It's, uh, it's like right across from where the NASCAR track is. Is that right? Yeah. I've actually wow. played Kansas City, too. I played that outdoor uh, venue, uh, like almost like the Greek theater. In, oh, in, I don't know. In, uh, our, the Starlight Bowl? I never I, I never played that, that with Chelsea Handler. And I, I went and anyway. saw Wolf Mother at the casino there. I nice. saw Wolf Mother. Wow. I saw Wolf Mother a few years ago. At that, what's that place that go you down steps in Silver Lake? Uh, oh, the Echo. Echoplex. The, no, not Echoplex. You go down like a bunch of steps. El, El Cid? El, El Cid. Oh, yeah. For $10, Wolf Mother played oh, wow. during uh, Sunset Junction. I love Wolf Jeez. Mother. One yeah. of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Well, old Wolf Mother, first CD Wolf Mother. I yeah, had, yeah, yeah. That was, I had this big grand notion when I was starting, I was playing some theaters, and I had this big grand notion that the intro uh, to Joker uh, and the Thief, Joker and the Thief was going to be my intro, yeah. and I, it was longer than I thought. <laughs> oh, I so got long. out there, and I thought it was going to turn off, and, was, and, it, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this goes on much longer, and so I just stood there for about three minutes as that <laughs> went on. And that, on, and that, on. Was the, that was and the, the house intro music for this club in Portland that I used to MC at. Like That was what they had for months on end, Joker and the Thief every night. That was the intro to every show yeah well really so i thought yeah. i was being original with that no it was i don't know how they i mean like it was actually a pretty cool song considering the club wasn't isn't isn't the best it's not the one that's there it's the original one it's harvey's that was kind of like the comics don't like it it's a little, i shouldn't say anymore because this is going out to an audience that might well if i ever become a relief pitcher in baseball uh, which i won't that will be that's the, the one that i walk from the dugout to the nice. uh to the that's some badass kenny powers yeah, shit yeah, that, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. for me it's the space jam one everybody get up <laughs> it's time to space jam. before i heard that it was gloria by laura Branigan. <laughs> i don't think that would have been as Im- impactful <laughs> Awesome. Well, awesome. thanks for having. Thanks yeah, for listening. Follow, Thank you, guys. follow Chris Frangiola on at Chris Frangiola on Twitter. Twitter, yes. And uh, watch him on Chelsea lately. After lately, are you there, Chelsea? All that stuff. All those, everything, Chelsea. All those brilliant shows. And come uh, to the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Bridgetown Comedy Festival is that where you, you guys will be? We'll, we'll and be that's where we'll and be as always, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us nice ratings if you enjoy us. Give yeah, it, like, this was fun, guys. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And uh, and also, if you've got any corrections as well, if we've said anything yeah. wrong, scientifically inaccurate, we probably at, did today. Uh, Twitter at probably science. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks. We'll see you later. Cool.